you're just funny. It's you know the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how. Come here, come here, though. Yeah, he's crazy, Dick. Who are you? What's up, what's up, what's up, ladies and gents? Hey, thanks for tuning in uh, to another episode uh, of the Berta Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Tony Berta, and uh, today's a fun episode. I say that with all my episodes, but it's because most of my episodes are, are pretty fun. You know, but with uh, summer rapidly approaching, depending on where you're listening to this, uh, you know, it's been summer in Florida for the past five months. So I, I wanted to, to get into this because what's usually the one thing we try to do uh, during the summer, getting fit, being healthier. And of course, I talk a lot about uh, this type of stuff on my podcast, but I want to dive into a few you know tips to help you get started. There's just five of them. We're going to read through them. I'm going to kind of talk to them a little bit. Uh, I actually got this uh, quick little article from mayoclinic.org. I'll leave the link in the description. But uh, if you're watching me on YouTube, you can see it right here. So that is what I'm going to read. And then, of course, I'll kind of add my two cents and talk about it because there's a lot of good nuggets in here that I think it's important uh, that we get into. And, you know, before we even uh, start when it comes to, to this, you don't necessarily have to, you know, be physically fit, meaning you don't have to be jacked up, six pack. You know, you don't have to have a, a nice ass for the gram. Like you don't have to have any of that. But I think it is important that we focus more on our health overall. And what do you got to do to do that? Well, you have to get some type of fitness routine. You need to get in some type of regimen because, you know, as you get older, it's going to be harder naturally. So it's important for the next 10, 20, 30 years of your life, if you're in your twenties, all the way up to your 40 to make sure that you're working out on a regular basis or doing some type of fitness activity. So that way when you're 50, 60, 70, you're physically not going to be able to work out as hard, but you're going to be able to have that fast metabolism. You're going to be healthier because as you get older, it won't be able to fight off all the illnesses that we get. You know, you want your body to be strong, right? Uh, when you get into that older age, but it's going to be hard to do if you don't do it in your 20s, 30s and 40s. It's never too late to start, but it is more challenging if you start later. So let's, let's just get into this. So number one, this, well, this first talks about, um, you know, five steps to get started. Starting a fitness program may be one of the best things you could do for your health, the article reads. Um, physical activity can reduce your risk of chronic disease, improve your balance and coordination, help you lose weight, and even improve your sleeping habits and self-esteem. Uh, but there's good news. You can start a fitness program in just five easy steps. Let's see how good these are. <laughs> All right. Uh, so number one, assess your fitness level. You probably have some idea of how fit you are by assessing and recording baseline fitness scores, or this can give you benchmarks against which to measure your progress. To assess your aerobic and muscular fitness, flexibility, and body comp, uh, consider recording A, your pulse rate before and immediately after walking an entire mile. Uh, number two, how long does it take for you to walk a mile or how long does it take for you to run a mile and a half. How many standard or modified push-ups can you do at a time? <laughs> Some of you guys are going to have fun with that one. Uh, number four, how far can you reach while sitting on the floor with your legs in front of you? Another uh, way you can measure this is uh, your waist circumference, uh, which is just above your hip bones. And then lastly, your body mass index. I'm going to have to disagree with the BMI because I'm not a big fan of the body mass index. It's just 
we started using that like so many years ago. And I mean, it says I'm overweight because of my height and because I weigh a little bit more because I have more muscle and muscle weighs more than fat. So uh, it says I'm overweight. So I'm, I'm not too hip on body mass index, but the rest of the stuff I, I completely agree with. You know, it just kind of depends on what your goals are. I mean, it mentions a lot of stuff about, you know, uh, monitoring your heart rate and, um, you know, when you're walking a mile or, or running, that, that's always good practice. But of course, seeing a physician is probably the best way to do it because they can do tests for you. You don't necessarily have to like go outside and monitor your pulse if it sounds complicated. And again, you know, a lot of the stuff we're talking about, it's like, oh, bro, it's so much work. Like I got to go, you know, to school or I got to go to work or there's this really cool movie coming out soon. I want to see it. I don't have time for this stuff. Dude, we're talking about your health here. I mean, this is important, you know, so if you got to go to the doctor, if you got to figure out what's wrong with you or what you got to do to reach your goals, it's going to take a couple hours a few times a year, right? And figure this thing out. Number two, design your fitness program. Um, it continues to read. It's easy to say that you'll have uh, an exercise routine every single day, but you'll need a plan of attack. As you design your fitness program, keep these points in mind. Number one, consider your fitness goals. Are you starting a fitness program to help you lose weight? Do you want to gain muscle? Or do you have another motivation? Like maybe you run a, you want to run a marathon. Um, having a clear goal can help you gauge your progress and keep you motivated. Totally agree with that. Uh, number two, create a balanced routine. Get at least 150 minutes of moderate aerobic activity or 75 minutes of vigorous aerobic activity per week or a combination of both. You know, I believe that's, that's recommended by a, a lot of different studies out there. And that's just overall good practice to have 150 minutes a week of aerobic activity um, to stay healthy. And that's not a lot. You know, it's, it's 30 minutes a day for a five-day week. And then if you want to take off weekends, you can. Being active for short periods of time throughout the day can actually add up and provide some serious health benefits. Do strength training exercises for all major muscle groups at least two times a week. Aim to do a single set of each exercise using a weight or resistant level heavy enough to tire your muscles out after about 15 repetitions. I also agree with that, you know, but if you're a guy, if you're looking to gain a little bit of muscle, you know, think about more um, uh, kettlebell training, you know, obviously body weight training is great as well, but anything that's Anything that's a natural movement or can be a natural movement rather to kind of get, I always like to think, bring you back to the stone age and, you know, like bear crawls. I love push-ups, pull-ups, you know, these types of things. If you can add weight and resistance to that as well, that's always key. So you don't necessarily have to do strength training, but of course, if you want to gain muscle, that is the best way to do it. Uh, it continues to read, start low and progress slow. If you're just beginning, that rhymed, that was kind of cute. If you're just beginning an exercise, start cautiously and progress slowly. Uh, if you have an injury or a medical condition, consult your doctor, of course, before exercising um, to help reduce your risk of injury. Um, another one is building activity into your daily routine. Another one is build activity into your daily routine. So actually finding time to exercise can be a huge challenge, but to make things easier, schedule a time every single day or the days that you're working out to make sure you're exercising the same time every day, very similar to an appointment. Plan to watch your favorite show while walking on the treadmill, or maybe read while you're riding a bike. I'm assuming a stationary bike. You don't want to read a regular bike while you're driving a bicycle. Or you don't want to read a book while driving a bicycle. It's <laughs> probably not a good idea. Um, or you can even take a break and just do something on work. That's always a good practice as well. So if you've, you know, some of us are working from home now, so if you have an hour break, 
yeah, I know we want to sit down for 30 minutes. We want to have a nice long lunch. And then 30 minutes afterwards, you know, you're going to watch TV or do whatever you got to do. If you have an hour break, try this. Try to have a quick lunch, a nice healthy lunch or a snack, something that, you know, makes sense for your diet. And then, dude, just go on a walk. Do some push-ups. Do some pull-ups. Um, go on a run. You know, uh, hop on the stationary bike. Whatever you have at home, just do it. And get in that routine every single day. Now you're like, well, I have a break. I want to I wind down. And I wanna... Yeah, I get it. But you're going to have a lot more energy if you get in that routine of working out. And also, let's be honest, when you get off at 5 o'clock, you're just going to sit on your ass for the next five hours until you go to bed anyway. Rest then. But do your lunch. <laughs> but don't, don't use your lunch just to sit on your ass because what happens? You sit on your ass, you watch TV or you're streaming something, and then you just don't want to get up, right? Well, how are you going to finish the day? Why don't you get some endorphins going and get some activity, get the blood flowing a little bit by working out during your lunch break? You're going to feel a lot better, trust me. All right, so next thing it talks about, plan to include different activities or try high-interval resistance training, what they call HIT training, two eyes. Uh, in high-interval intensity training, you perform short bursts of high-intensity activity separated by recovery periods. I love HIIT training. I think it's a great way to get started. And, um, you know, again, using your body weight has shown to have massive benefits. Next thing it says here, allow time to recover. Many people start exercising with the idea of not resting or working out too much. And that long intensity uh, will not necessarily strengthen your muscles, but also will will hurt your joints and become sore and possibly injured. Plan time in between sessions for your body to actually rest and recover during these workout periods. Uh, next thing it says here is put everything on paper. A written plan may encourage you to stay on track as opposed to just winging it. That's true too. I think anything good when you're writing it on paper, that's always a good practice, right? Because writing things on paper for some reason, I just, I, I don't know. It's just better for me. It's so strange. Like, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, I, I do this thing here where I write on these. It's just a, it's a notebook called uh, the time box. So it, it has like a, an area where you can do a brain dump. So you just pour everything out that's kind of on your mind. And then it has some top priorities for the day and then just the schedule. So you can write it out. Now, of course, you can put this in your calendar and your phone, but it's way better when you write it out. I feel more accountable. And also, I love the idea of like crossing it off. That's a big thing for me. I just like that feeling of <clears throat> crossing off. All right, number three, it states here. Uh, assemble your equipment. You'll probably start with athletic shoes. Be sure to Pick shoe designs for activity that you have in mind. For example, running shoes are lighter in weight than cross-training shoes, which are more supportive. If you're planning to invest in exercise equipment, choose something that's practical, enjoyable, and easy to use. You may want to try out certain types of equipment at a fitness center before investing in your own equipment. And you know, it doesn't say here, but I, I will say this. I, I love working out. I love my home gym. But I think sometimes we get overzealous with a lot of stuff. And you want to go out and spend thousands of dollars on equipment, um, but you're not fully dedicated to the craft. You know, it's similar to like podcasting. You know, I, I obviously have a ridiculous studio now and I've invested thousands of dollars, but it was over the course of three years. You know, I started off with just my phone and a, a cheap mic that I got on Amazon. And then once I realized I wanted to do this every week, then I started investing more and more money. Same thing with the gym. I have a background, obviously, in fitness. So I started off with working out at the gym like that was my thing since i was 18 but then eventually once i canceled my membership started working out at home then i slowly invested over time and i'm very committed to working out but i didn't want to spend a shit ton of money because i wanted to make sure i enjoyed working out at home 
So keep that in mind as well. You know, don't get too excited because you can get a fantastic workout in again just by doing hit training, plow metrics, you know, resistance bands, like all that stuff is super cheap. And um, again, if you use your body weight, it's obviously free. So keep that in mind. Okay, next thing, two more left here. So getting started. Now you're ready for action, it says. As you begin your fitness program, keep these in mind. Start slowly and build up gradually. Give yourself plenty of time to warm up and cool down uh, with, you know, walking or, you know, gentle stretching. Then speed up the pace after about 10 minutes so that way you can get into your workout slowly. Next thing, break things up if you have to. You don't have to do all your exercises at one time. So if you can weave an activity throughout your day, shorter but more frequent sessions have aerobic benefits as well. Exercising in short sessions a few times a day may actually fit into your schedule better than a 30-minute session all at once. Okay, that's good advice. Next thing, be creative. Maybe your workout routine includes various activities, such as walking, biking, or rowing, but don't stop there. Take a weekend hike with your family, spend an evening ballroom dancing, find activities that you actually enjoy uh, that can work into your fitness routine. Next thing, listening to your body. If you feel pain, shortness of breath, dizziness, or nausea, take a break. You may be pushing yourself way too hard. Again, take this thing slow. You know, we always kind of get into this like thought of, oh, we got to, you know, get that summer bod by this so I can go on, uh, so I can fit my wedding dress or that I can, you know, that I can go uh, to my 10 year reunion and look great. Like set goals for yourself that are realistic, but also healthy for you. You don't need to rush this thing. Remember, we're doing this fitness thing for longevity of life. Don't do it for the gram. Next thing, be flexible. If you're not feeling good, give yourself permission to take a day or two off. And, you know, it doesn't say that here, but keep that in mind with cheat meals as well. You know, we always hear cheat meals this, cheat meals that. Oh, The Rock takes a day and he eats like, uh, you know, cinnamon toast crunch and fucking pancakes and peanut butter. Yeah, he also works out like a maniac. So he needs the calories and he can burn those off. So having a cheat meal isn't necessarily a bad thing, but... You got to be careful. You got to know, you got to know where you're at and know what your fitness goals are because cheat meals could really damage you for sure. Last thing it says here is monitor your progress. Retake your personal fitness assessment six weeks after you start your program. And then again, every few months, you may notice that you need to increase the amount of time you exercise in order to continue improving. Yeah. And just to add to that, you know, you might hit a plateau. So that's why it's always good to write those things down. Keep track of your progress if you really want to hit goals. Uh, it continues to read, if you lose the motivation, set new goals or try a new activity. Exercising with a friend or taking a class at a fitness center may actually help too. Starting an exercise program is an important decision, but it doesn't have to be an overwhelming one. By planning carefully and pacing yourself, you can establish a healthy habit that lasts a lifetime. Overall, I really enjoyed that. I think that was some good advice. I hope uh, I hope you guys got something from that as well. And, you know, it's always tough to start. Like, that's the hardest thing is to start. But that's with everything, right? Like, it's tough to start a routine, a fitness routine. It's tough to start eating right. It's tough to start a new job. Like, it's tough to do a lot of stuff. But once you get in the zone, man, and once you get in it, sky's the limit. Like, it's going to help you out. It's going to be great. You just have to get started. And, you know, that's why hopefully my podcast gives you a little bit of education. You know, talk to a friend that maybe knows a little bit more. YouTube some stuff. Watch some videos. Listen to some influencers that actually know what they're talking about that are certified. Don't 
you know, don't listen to those influencers that just want your money. Like the ones that actually want, you know, to, uh, to spread the knowledge and, and spread the love of fitness. And again, it is, it is longevity, right? It's longevity of life. That's how you go look at it. So don't rush this thing. Take your time, do it the right way. And, uh, just set yourself up with some goals and we're here for you. You know, you're going to do great. I'm so excited. Uh, if you haven't already, if you don't know where to start, you know, we talk a lot about fitness and, and eating right and all that's very important, but your diet's important too. And if you haven't tried keto, uh, you could check out perfectketo.com. I don't recommend keto for everybody, but it's definitely a great way. And there's some great benefits to uh, keto slash a low carb diet. You don't necessarily have to go full keto. You know, you could check out ketosis and kind of what the body, the process the body goes through to get in and ketosis. That's not for everybody. But if you're just starting off, the easy answer is eating a little less carbs, eating more protein and uh, good fats and getting rid of the bad fats. And that's kind of keto in a nutshell. So a perfectketo.com has tons of great blog posts, articles, advice, all types of really cool stuff. So you could check that out. And of course, if you want to discount all their products, you can go to perfectketo.com, use the code Liberardo, you'll get 20% off your order. And that includes their snacks, their nut butters, their collagen, their super greens powder, electrolyte mix. They have everything, not just keto stuff. So check that out at perfectketo.com. Use the code Liberardo. And uh, as always, I wish you well on your fitness journey. And I hope you guys will subscribe to the podcast, leave a review if you enjoyed this, but we will see you next time. Peace.